Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I'm sorry, it's Thursday. Uh, I don't know what day it is. Um, and welcome to Offbeat Grad. Um, today, we're talking about this article I read and whether it matters, but more importantly, I have an update and I meant to update you all about this last week, but then I was having that weird crisis after witnessing the car crash. So I didn't really get to it. And after I finished, I was like, oh darn, I meant to talk about that. So we're gonna talk about that right now. So a few weeks ago, just before I traveled to New York to visit some friends, humble brag, um, I experienced server problems with my website um, due to basically it was taking up too much space, had too much traffic, like it wasn't going well, and um, the entire thing sort of crashed, which was crappy, and I was going back and forth with my host, who wasn't that helpful, but did give me some input, and I got it fixed, and it got back up pretty quickly. Um, and I was like, oop, that's my bad, because, like, I have officially ran out of space, and I wasn't being very mindful of, like, my plugins or, like, making sure my website was running efficiently. So I was like, that's on me. But then, <laughs> then, about two weeks ago, um, it happened again, only with um, Samantha Ability this time, which was strange. And I logged in, and I was talking to support. Um, my host is HostGator, and I was like, hello, <laughs> what is the deal? It was coming up with like an SSL error, which SSL, the secure um, site locket, I believe, um, that makes sure the uh, website page is encrypted and that like nobody can steal data entered on the website. And it had broken it, and I was like, hello? And this was after paying for, I paid for all these crazy upgrades. Um, with HostGator to make my website more secure and like run better and then this happened and I was like hello I keep saying hello in shock and then I talked to them and they didn't really understand what's going on ended up just saying they they basically like broke it like there was an issue with the SSL certificate that they installed like they did it wrong and it was broken now and they weren't sure what to do but they would make a support ticket and I was like hello that is not really a good solution because I run ads on my blog and any downtime costs me money. And like, I just paid for all these upgrades and you can't even like figure out what went wrong on your end. Like that sounds um, really crappy, so please stop. And the deal is also during that funky chat online, you know, I like to do the, the chat because I hate talking on the phone. Um, I don't like call centers. I don't like dealing with it. I hate calling anyone. But yeah, so during the chat, the guy was like low-key creeping. Um, I don't know what his name was, Kevin. I don't think that was his real name. But he was like, um, he was like, Samantha Ability, ooh, what's your ability? Wink, wink. He didn't say wink, wink, but like, it was creepy. And I don't, I don't understand why he asked me that. Like, why was he being a creep? I guess the stakes were low for him. Maybe he was quitting that day. He didn't care. But I was just like, that That pushed me over the edge. Like, I was there already, and he pushed me off that ledge. I was like, shut that down. And I was just really upset. And he kept being like, ooh, I'm going to check out your website. You should send me your website. Like, I want to see what your ability is. And that was so cringy, so creepy, so not appropriate when I was commenting about my website not working and how my business was suffering and he was too busy being a creep to really care. And I wish I, like, reported him on the little survey it forces you to take, but I was just, like, in a frenzy of anger. 
So I was just like exiting out as quickly as possible. Um, so they never fixed it. I waited, I waited two days and I was like, okay, like, please fix it. They did not. And I switched host like immediately. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, I was really upset and I didn't want to lose money about this. And like my ad, um, Mediavine is who I get my ads through was really helpful through the whole thing. And they were like, hey, we would really suggest you um, get some kind of managed WordPress hosting um, so you'd stop having these problems. And I was like, I know. And so I shopped around and I ended up getting um, SiteGround's biggest, most expensive <laughs> managed WordPress plan. Um, and it was phenomenal. Within 24 hours, um, my biggest websites had been switched over. Um, I had them switch SamanthaBility over because it was completely broken due to the SSL certificate. They fixed it in two gosh darn seconds. It was up in like six hours. And then the other websites I'm transferring over myself, which is really easy. Um, you don't even have to do it like through FTP. You could just do it with like their plugin. So that was amazing. Um, so I'm slowly but surely moving everything over. Um, so currently I'm paying for two hosts, but that is only temporary. I hope to have everything over this month. And since switching, everything has been great and I haven't had any issues. And I realized I needed to publicly say something because I am on the HostGator affiliate program and I had like promoted HostGator for so long and I feel sort of awful about it. Um, I, in all honesty, I had no problems with HostGator until this month. Um, I had actually a pretty good experience with them. Um, every time anything went wrong, which was very rarely, um, it was handled very quickly. Um, I didn't have any weird experiences with support until literally two weeks ago. Um, everything was fine. And then their affiliate team was actually really helpful and easy to work with. And I, they, were, they really made it worth my while. Like they gave me um, some extra benefits to working with them. I thought that was great because I, I really liked their service. Um, but now that is all in the garbage. <laughs> so if I, if you signed up for HostGator on my recommendation, um, I'd like to apologize. Um, I didn't know. It was fine for me. And honestly, it probably will be fine for you as well, unless you get over 25,000 views a month. If you start getting more traffic, then I would recommend looking into someone else just because they don't seem very equipped to handling larger websites or websites that have high traffic. And that's just my observation. <laughs> but I also have 15 websites on the same plan, so that's sort of on me. But um, that's my apology of the day. I will be taking down the, the HostGator affiliate article, obviously, um, and deleting it <laughs> everywhere and trying to clean my website up to get that out. And so that will no longer be happening. Um, I will also be looking into a new affiliate program with um, SiteGround, which I use now. Um, but at the same time, I do see the benefit of using like an inexpensive shared plan through HostGator or any of those. I don't think it's the end of the world if you do use it. I mean, I had no problems for like four years, so that, that does say a lot. Um, but I just wanted to let everyone know that I'm no longer using HostGator and I will not be using HostGator <laughs> in the future. And I am sorry that I went on promoting them for so long, but it was fine until two weeks ago. So... That's my story. That's my update. I just wanted to keep everyone in the loop. I don't, I don't want anyone to be like, how dare you suggest I work with these horrible people? Um, I really just didn't know. Anyway, that is not the entire point of this podcast today, though it may sound like it. 
Um, today I wanted to talk about this article I just read. Um, I posted it on Instagram because I was shook by it, but it's by um, The Snapping Point, which is a blog all about scams. Um, it is actually, I like got sucked into a hole on here because they also talk a lot about MLMs and you know that's like my thing. So um, they had an article that came out late December that is called, Is Freelance Writing a Scam? And it's basically not talking about freelance writing in general. But the idea that um, freelancers, or not really even freelancers, just like entrepreneurs, will sell courses or like gimmicky blog posts just saying like, oh, get rich quick, get rich quick by becoming a freelance writer, you'll make $100 in a day, um, when that's not really true. And it, it's sort of a scam um, when you phrase it like that. So what their argument basically is, is that these entrepreneurs are preying on people who are maybe in a difficult situation financially and they might be a little bit desperate and they just want to make money fast. And when you see a blog post titled like how to make $200 your first day as a freelancer or like five tips to find the best writing job right now or even worse is like freelance courses, which I've seen and I've talked about, um, that's sort of a scam the way they're phrasing things um, because... It doesn't work that way, and anyone who's ever been a freelancer would be able to tell you this is not the truth, and they are very predatory in that kind of way, and also they're not doing good things for the industry, they're making the industry more saturated, and I don't think like there's a hard limit on how many people can start freelancing, obviously I don't think that, but if you encourage like every desperate person to join like your niche, your freelance niche, and like everyone starts writing about marketing, and like there's too many people and not enough clients, then, then it just, first of all, it devalues the market. And it just makes it really hard for everyone, um, people who might not be suited for that career or might not be experienced um, or just sort of distracting from everyone else. I hope that doesn't sound bad. I just don't think the industry, we should be encouraging it to become so saturated in this scammy way. Like, let's just not. So let's talk about freelancing and whether it's actually a scam. So I don't think it's a scam, but I do think that these blog posts are scammy. And I will say that as someone who has written a lot of these blog posts, but I do think I at least make it very clear that blogging or freelancing or anything online is never a get-rich-quick situation and that it's going to take time. I don't think I've ever said otherwise because I know otherwise. Um, so that's the truth. And anyone who's telling you that you can quickly make a ton of money freelancing in any capacity is trying to sell you something because that is just not true and it won't happen. So that's the cold hard truth. I've been freelancing for four years and I have not always made a lot of money. Um, I was lucky when I first started that I had like a good ongoing contract with a business and I did make pretty okay money doing that, but it has risen and fallen and I am never guaranteed any income. And if this was something, well, I do it full time now, but there were many times when I did not because it was just so unreliable and it was never a get rich quick scheme. And even now, like very recently, I have had periods where I had to consider getting a part-time job or finding something else to do because it's just not always reliable and that's just the reality. So things that are predatory like that are definitely preying on people who are in vulnerable situations. I think college students, single moms, um, 
people who <laughs> need money fast or in really challenging situations, people with disabilities who might not feel like they can get a real job in like a different like outdoor setting. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, just people who feel like they aren't able to get a traditional job outside of the home um, might pursue freelancing when that might not be the best choice for them for a number of reasons. It doesn't make them bad or like there's anything wrong with them. It just means they might need to do something different and they might find a remote work opportunity. They might do some other kind of full-time work. I don't know. But the point is, it's not right for everyone. So I wanted to give a brief checklist so you can see if it's right for you. Um, even if you started freelancing, you still might not be sure. Um, I know it took me a long time to actually make consistent steady money to live off of even and I'm making really good money right now but it definitely was not always the case um until very recently and I've been here a long time so that's just the cold hard truth and it's totally cool if that's something you decide you want to pursue but don't go in with the false belief that you're going to be an overnight success and you're going to cash that check the next day it's just not going to happen so is freelancing right for you if you answer no to any of these questions, it's not for you. <laughs> At least probably until you work on it or maybe it's just not right for you right now. Um, but it's probably not your first choice right now if you answer no to any of these. So let's talk about it. First, and this is the biggest one of all, are you in a desperate financial situation? If you are, if you just lost your job, if you need to pay rent on time and it's due in a week, if you need... I don't know what other desperate financial situation, if you need a life-saving medical treatment, etc., this is not for you because you will never be able to 100% guarantee that you're going to make money or not waste your time. And if you're that desperate of a financial situation, you can't take that risk. So I would tell you to look for local resources, look for a local part-time job, um, ask family for help, like do what you need to do to survive and freelancing shouldn't be on that list. Next do you have another way to make money in the meantime? So I worked several part-time jobs while freelancing, and I believe this is the only reason I was able to do it for so long, because it, I was committed and I was gonna make it work, but I knew I needed a part-time job so that I could live. And I think it only helps you because having a part-time job means that you get paid and you can eat and you can pay rent and all of those things matter when you're trying to be successful professionally and you can't focus on your professional development if you're worrying about like how you're going to afford groceries. So if you don't have another way to make money in the meantime, I don't care what it is, actually I do, um, a legitimate way to make money in the meantime, not a pyramid scheme, not a... I don't know how else people make money. Um, if you have a legitimate job type situation or family money or any or a spouse who can support you, whatever, um, fine, that's great. But if you don't, I would suggest you find another part-time way to make money so that you're able to really dedicate the time outside of work to freelancing without having to worry about like your living expenses. Next question, do you have enough savings? So what I mean for this really applies more to going full-time but you need savings if you want to go full-time. And I say that with full understanding because I had to dip into my savings. I've talked about this before. When I quit my biggest client, I fired them. And then I had a few more clients, but they were significantly lower paying, lower work. And I had a huge gap in my income, like thousands of dollars less each month. And that was a problem, but it wasn't the emergency that it could have been because... 
I had savings that I put aside when I was more secure um, in my freelancing. And that's a huge, huge thing that you'll need to think about long-term. If you're freelancing, you need to have a way to save proactively for the slower times because they will happen. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, they will happen. And you just need savings so that you don't have to panic when those moments happen. So if you don't have enough savings, you should not be going full-time. Next, do you have a plan? So a plan doesn't necessarily mean you have the next six months mapped out. What I mean is, do you know what you're going to do? Do you have a website? Do you have a marketing concept? Do you know your audience? Do you know what type of work you even want to do? Do you have a portfolio? How are you going to start attracting clients if you haven't already? Or how are you going to command the types of rates that you think you deserve? And if you don't have a plan, you need to work on that plan before you get started. Now, we're going to talk more about the things that are just a reality of freelancing, that if these aren't really something that'll work with your personality, then you might want to consider a different type of role. So first is, are you a self-starter, she says at noon as she just starts working. Um, what I mean by self-starter is, do you need a boss to hover over you to get things done? Do you need concrete deadlines? Do you need someone to constantly be there for questions? There's nothing wrong if you need any of those things. Obviously, those are really helpful. Um, so no shame if that's your reality. Like I definitely have moments where I, I struggle. And that's coming from someone who is very self-motivated and I don't need any help um, usually, but I still have moments like that. So I imagine if you weren't um, naturally motivated in that way, it would be even more challenging. Um, I always think that you should choose a job that suits like your personal work style. So that means if you know you're not good at working under pressure or working um, independently when you need <laughs> to um, get things done or you, you constantly need someone there to help you or you like to have more guidance or more structure, then this isn't for you. I can tell you that with confidence because it will get very frustrating very fast and you don't want to fall behind. Next, can you work alone efficiently? So this first sort of goes along with the thing we just said before, but more about just remote work in general. If you know that you are going to fall into a pit of despair working alone 100% of the time, this isn't for you. And I see this so often on freelancer um, subreddits is people who might really love their job, really love what they do and really be successful, but they're really struggling with the isolation and the loneliness. And I totally get it because I am the biggest introvert. I have worked in busy offices and I have, I know for a fact that would never, never work for me. I hated it. But at the same time, even knowing that I still struggle with isolation and loneliness and it's, it is hard. Um, even if you think, wow, I would love to work alone. Consider that every day. It's not like just sometimes it is every day. So really, really get introspective and think about that. Um, there will be no going out to lunch with coworkers. There is no, <laughs> no professional networking like in person. Um, there's just no like casually asking someone down the hall a question. Like these things don't exist. And I do try to make up for that in a lot of ways. I think I have a pretty strong network of like freelancing friends online who are a great resource when I'm, I'm feeling a little burnt out or I just want to rant. Um, having someone to talk to who understands is really great, but, but they're not sitting next to me in an office and that's really hard. 
Um, I try to structure like <laughs> social events into my week, whether it's just me getting out of the house or it's also just me um, meeting with friends several times a week just so I can talk to someone who isn't my boyfriend or my dog. Um, but that is definitely the biggest challenge in general. Next, do you have a thick skin? So you sort of need this at any job, honestly. But I think especially with freelancing, because you are on the hook for yourself 100%. And it's not like you can you can con the, the work off onto someone else. You can't be like, oh, I didn't get it done on time because Jeremy and marketing like took too long. You can't say that because you are the only person here. And you're fully responsible for your client's um, work. And if you fail or you don't get it done right or they are very critical with you, which they will be, um, you just have to sort of take it and move on. And I personally have struggled with criticism a lot. I think that I accept it well, but I will internalize the crap out of it. And in my head, I will think like, wow, I'm a failure. Um, I love imposter syndrome. And I, I really struggle with that um, myself. And I do think I have thicker skin. So if you are a sensitive person who can't take criticism regularly, um, this isn't for you. <laughs> and that sucks. I, it's really crappy, but it's just the reality. Um, people will be giving you feedback a lot and there will be a lot of things that you're going to need to really critically think about whether or not that criticism is worth it or not or whether it's something you need to really grow from. Next, <laughs> are you okay working unusual days or hours? So this is just a reality of working a non-traditional schedule is even if you've set really strong parameters for yourself and you say, I will only work nine to five Monday through Friday, and that may be true. You, you really might be able to swing it, but in my experience, there will always be times when you won't. So there are a lot of factors here that just don't really apply in a traditional office setting. First, you might be working with people in different time zones. I'm not saying you need to like compromise to their time zones, but that could mean a later call or an earlier call, or it could mean some holidays just don't exist overseas and you need to adapt to that. Um, I don't usually take extended holiday breaks um, for like small public holidays. I don't really do anything because it's expected that I'm working. Um, I will take days off like for Christmas, um, but I only took two days off and I know a lot of more like traditional businesses will give you several days off and you probably won't get that unless you really, really plan for it. And it's weird and it's just part of it. Um, I also work really unusual hours a lot of the time. I don't usually get started working until 11 a.m. or later, um, and I will work later into the evening. And that is something that you have more control over. But but the thing is, at the end of the day, you have to get the work done on time. And that might mean working later hours than you usually would at a traditional office. Or it could mean you work fewer hours. But if you're not okay with that kind of compromise and the give and take of that, then this isn't for you. Next, <laughs> do you have an actual skill? So I don't mean that you can't learn things like writing or web design or whatever, you definitely can, but you need to really hone this craft. I don't think it's enough to just be like, oh, I've practiced like two times, I built one website once, so like now I can sell 50 of them, right? I don't think that's really true. Um, you need to really hone your craft and that just means practice. So I don't, need, I don't think at all that you need to be like professionally educated in any way. I don't think you need a college degree. I don't think you need a certificate, like in most cases, but you need to really deliver. If you can't deliver on your promises, then it's not gonna work. Last but not least, do you like it? So on those subreddits I talked about all the time, um, a lot of people don't seem to like it. They just don't seem to like freelancing at all. Um, it's a really hard 
thing to do. It's not fun all the time. Um, you don't always get to do what you want to do. It's not like this fun passion project where you're like your own boss. Um, it can be, but it's not going to be 100% of the time. So if you don't like it <laughs> at its basis level and, and you don't have more good days than bad days, this isn't for you. And I definitely have moments where I get very frustrated with freelancing. Clearly, I talk about it a lot. But at the same time, overall, I really like what I do. And that makes it possible for me to like not hate my life. And if you can't like fully like it, <laughs> for the most part, then I would encourage you to seek employment elsewhere. Great. That is my checklist. Hopefully you have a better frame of mind about whether or not this is something you want to pursue. Once again, keep your eye out for those creepy scams. You'll see them everywhere. Um, I notice all the time that I get like targeted ads for them on Facebook, which is weird that they're targeting me because I actually already am a freelancer. So what are you trying to sell me? But um, you'll notice them and don't fall for them because most of the time, even if they do have valuable information, you can find all of that information for free somewhere else. Don't give them your money. If you have to pay to get started, it's a pyramid scheme. Great. Um, that's my TED talk for the day. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a productive week. Goodbye.